0: Welcome to the Danny Picard Show, Monday, May 14th, 2018, broadcasting from the Beantown USA studio, that's right, I said Beantown USA, no longer is this place called Beantown Athletics, they had the name change, it is official, Beantown USA, I should let you know just because the name of the store that my studio is located in, just because their name changes doesn't mean anything with my show changes the same show same location just the name of the store that my studio is located in has gone with a name change bean town usa it is boston's go to destination for customized screen printing and embroidery get more information on their website beantown usa Though I will say it's going to take me a little bit to get used to that. Uh, So if I do call it Beantown Athletics at any point here moving forward, I apologize. Just know that it is BeantownUSA.com. Today's show presented by DraftKings. You can play for free at DraftKings.com or on the DraftKings app by using my promo code PICK. That's P-I-C, and now is your chance to take advantage of the simplicity of daily fantasy baseball at DraftKings. Why commit to an entire 162-game season when you can draft a new lineup every single day? Sign up right now and play for free with your first deposit with promo code PIC. That's P-I-C, that's promo code PIC, P-I-C, at DraftKings. .com. And with baseball season in full swing, that means so is golf season. And this summer, you can swing for less with Golf Ball Monkey. I tell you about this all the time, and you need to do this right now. Go to GolfBallMonkey.com and get the best deal that you're going to find on golf balls anywhere on the Internet. I'm, I'm not lying to you. That's I mean, that's pretty much a guarantee. Use promo code PIC, P-I-C to get 5% off any order. And get free shipping on all orders over 50 bucks. They have Titleist, Callaway, Nike, Pinnacle, Bridgestone, TaylorMade, and more. Golf Ball Monkey sells premium, slightly used golf balls at a discounted rate. And I know what you're thinking. Used golf balls? Really, Danny? That's what you're trying to sell us right now? Well, wait a minute. Think about this. How many times have you opened a brand new box of balls, which probably cost you, what, 60 bucks for a dozen? How many times have you opened a brand new box? Taken one ball out, put it on a tee, hit it once, and lost it. And just lost it. Didn't find it. That's happened to you a lot, right? That's happened to me a lot, and I know it's happened to you. Then what do you do? You take out another new ball, and you hit that one. You're probably wondering, what happened to the first ball that you lost and you never found? I'll tell you what happened to it. Golf Ball Monkey found it, and it's still good as new. At Golf Ball Monkey, they harvest, buy, and sell premium used golf balls to wholesalers, retailers and people like me and you like i said a dozen balls will typically cost you around 50 to 60 bucks at golfball monkey you can get a dozen premium balls for under 20 dollars so again go to golfballmonkey.com right now and use promo code pick that's golfballmonkey.com promo code pick swing for less this summer with golfball monkey Welcome to the show on this Monday, May 14th. On today's show, I will break down the Celtics win over the Cleveland Cavaliers in Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Finals. I'll also share my thoughts on the David Price drama in this town. No, David Price did pitch over the weekend in Toronto and had a decent outing. Ends up getting a win in what five and a third, I think it was. So I'll get to the David Price stuff, the video games, the couple tunnel, the allergies, and all that. I'll get to the David Price drama. I was not able to get to it at the end of last week because we recorded a wrestling podcast, which I'm not. That's not a complaint, by the way. I, you can only take so much David Price drama, right? I can only take so much of it. I will get to it at the end of this show. But uh, last week, last Thursday. I had Matt Taven, who is a wrestler in Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro, and Matt Taven had a little drama with an event that was supposed to be a pretty special event for him, and uh, he was basically screwed out of a title shot for the Ring of Honor World Championship, which is a pretty prestigious championship in the world of professional wrestling. And, And Matt Taven, he opened up about things with WWE, uh, you know, what the mindset is with guys of Ring of Honor and WWE, Cody Rhodes going from WWE to Ring of Honor in New Japan, we got into the business of professional wrestling, so that was really one of the more fun podcasts that I've recorded in a long time, uh, last Thursday, so make sure you go check that out, uh, I'm telling you, if you're a wrestling fan, it is a must listen, but, if you're not a wrestling fan, you're probably wondering, Danny, why didn't you give any thoughts on the David Price stuff? And, and look, I don't do Red Sox review anymore on the radio like I did what the last four or five seasons uh, on WEI local radio here in Boston. I do not do radio anymore. Uh, that that's not really a complaint. Uh, I'm the one who left there, and I I did that because I just yeah you know, I didn't want to do weekends anymore. So uh, I will say this. You know, sometimes I, I look at the Red Sox here in this early season and I'm like, you know, I haven't really been paying as much attention to the Red Sox as I had in previous years, not because I don't, you know, not because I'm not a fan of the Red Sox. I am a fan of the Red Sox and I'm a diehard fan of the Red Sox and I know what's going on. I watch most of the games, but I think in the past, I re- because I did so much Red Sox review on the weekends... You know, I really had to almost make it a point where, all right, there's a playoff game with the Bruins and the Celtics, but I got to have the remote control in my hand and I got to flip back to the Red Sox because I I, got to see mostly every pitch. You know, it was like I needed to have that last channel on the remote ready to go. Now, where I'm not doing Red Sox review, I don't have to talk about the Red Sox on the weekends. I can enjoy a playoff game a little bit more without having to even watch the Red Sox for a single second. Even at halftime, you know, I can watch the highlights the next day and be fine with that. It is a refreshing feeling. Um, and, and, And it's a refreshing feeling really... To be able to go all-in on a Celtics playoff run or a Bruins playoff run. Now, unfortunately, the Bruins' season is over. They are no longer on a playoff run. But the Celtics, they are they're in the Eastern Conference Finals. So I am all-in on this. And when you're all-in on that, you can miss some things with the Red Sox. Or at least there will be shows where maybe... During a Celtics playoff run, I will not be getting into Red Sox. Where in the past, that hasn't necessarily been the case. You have always heard my thoughts on the Red Sox at all times. So uh, to the people who who do want my thoughts on the David Price stuff on the Red Sox right now, I will share some of those thoughts uh, a little bit later on on today's show. But I'm going to open up with Celtics. Though real quick, there is some breaking news. I keep Twitter rolling. I keep refreshing Twitter during my shows i've always done that at times there have been some situations where i i i learned some some bad stuff on twitter while i've been recording a show uh but every once in a while you do get some good news and i would say for the sports gambling fan if you like to gamble on sports not that Not that the legalization of it has prevented you, or the lack of legalization has prevented you from gambling on sports, but this is some breaking news that I think the sports gambling fans out there will enjoy. Breaking news right now. I'm reading this on Twitter. According to the Associated Press, on this Monday, May 14th, the Supreme Court strikes down federal anti-sports gambling law and gives states... The go-ahead to allow betting on sports. Wow. So what does that mean? Sports books uh, in this area? I know you got the casino going up in Everett. Right across the street from Mike's Roast Beef, right? Uh, what's that? Are we looking at a sports book in there? Is that what this, is that what this means? Again, if you want to bet on games, which you know I do, I have, and I will continue to, this doesn't really this isn't really gonna affect, you know, somebody who has the mindset who's already finding a way to bet on games. But if you want to have a good old time, go to the casino and uh, you know, sit in the sports book for a little bit, then this will change some things for you. But that is some breaking news. It's some big news, I think. And it'll be interesting though, with the legalization, it'll be interesting to see what role the the leagues have. With this, Major League Baseball, the National Football League, NBA, NHL. You know, what does that change for them? We'll have to see. Again, this is news that's fresh, that's raw. I'm reading it on Twitter. According to the Associated Press, the Supreme Court has struck down a federal anti-sports gambling law, and it gives states the go-ahead to allow betting on sports. So there you go. There you go. Will you bet on Game 2 of... The Eastern Conference Finals between the Celtics and the Cavaliers. If you are going to do that, you could have done that without the legalization. You could do it without legalization there. And the spread is, get this, the Celtics are a one-point favorite. Celtics are one-point favorite in Game 2 at home against the Cavaliers. And, you know, that's because they win Game 1. And they didn't just win. Celtics didn't just win Game 1. They whooped the Cavaliers in Game 1. A final score of 108-83. Celtics take a 1-0 series lead. This game was at the Garden. Celtics have home court advantage in the series, as you know. A double-double for Marcus Morris. 21 points, 10 rebounds. LeBron James only had 15 points. It was 0-5 from behind the 3-point line. When you look at Cleveland's struggles, a lot of that had to do with the ferocious defense the Celtics were playing. But... Kevin Love and LeBron James combined one for nine from behind the three-point line. They only hit one combined of a total nine three-point attempts. Um, this was a game that saw Jalen Brown was a beast. You know, t- Jason Tatum continues to just impress everybody. Al Horford it has just been a monster in these playoffs. And, you know, just getting Marcus Smart back I mean, Smart is, is you know, when he's bringing the ball up the court now, it's like you just feel a confidence in him. that And and it's not to say I, I've never felt confident in Marcus Smart. It's just there's a different type of confidence with him now. And there's a confidence now that I think we all have in this Celtics team, in this town that, I don't know, did it just hit? Did it just hit home? What the Celtics are doing right now is is absolutely incredible. It is. It's incredible. And to to acknowledge that, like, if you told me on Sunday, yesterday, Mother's Day, if you told me that last night on Sunday night, May 13th, 2018, it just hit you, that what the Celtics, what they're doing right now is pretty incredible. If it's just hitting you, I'm fine with that because I'm not going to lie, it's sort of just hitting me. That's not to say I haven't been paying attention. That's not to say I haven't been pointing out that some of the Celtics' success without Kyrie and without Hayward is... i like—I Put it this way. I've told you on this show many times the last couple of weeks what the Celtics are doing with a couple top five picks, a couple top ten picks. You know, we're talking about a couple number three overall picks. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Al Horford. Number six overall pick in Marcus Smart. Terry Rosier middle of the first round, what, 16 overall. Um, you know, what the Celtics are doing is they're getting contributions from guys who are expected to have success in this league based on where they were drafted. And and when I say that, guys sort of contributing based on the expectations, based on where they were drafted, the Golden State Warriors come to mind, Right. And so, I, I've used the Golden State Warriors as an example to what the Celtics could, you know, I do think, could become. Now, I have Kyrie Irving involved in that, in that little theory. But, with, without him right now, and obviously without Gordon Haywood, the Celtics, what they are doing is they have all these other guys that are sort of playing up to the way they were expected to play in this league based on where they were drafted. Is it happening, a, you know, a little earlier than expected? For guys like Jason Tatum, absolutely. Jalen Brown, yeah, to an extent. This is his second year in the league. But, um, you know, it's right now what the Celtics are doing is so incredible. If it's just hitting you, if it just hit you last night on Sunday night after a Game 1 win over LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers, if it's just hitting you, that's that's not crazy to me. I'm not knocking you for that because, in my mind, it's just kind of hitting me. You know, you beat Milwaukee. Okay. You beat Philly. I even expected that without Irving, without Hayward. And and we'll, we won't even say without Hayward because we've been saying without Hayward all season long. Sort of out of sight, out of mind. Nobody expected him to ever return this year. But the Irving thing is still kind of fresh. It's like, well, you know, without Kyrie, imagine what this team would be with Kyrie Irving. I think they'd be one of the favorites to win it all, don't you think? They'd be, a, you know, They'd be the favorite to come out of the East. Right now, still, Cleveland's the favorite uh, to come out of the East. They have, or they have a better chance to win it all, plus 800, I think the Celtics, plus 1,400 to win it all. Celtics have the worst odds out of the four teams left to win it all, but with Irvin, it wouldn't be that way. With Irvin, the Celtics might have the second-best odds behind Golden State to win it all. That's what this might be right now. Um, so... With, without Irving, what they're doing, it's just, it's incredible. Uh, but I expected them, even without Irving, to beat Milwaukee. I expected them, even without Irving, to beat Philadelphia because I told you the one thing with the 76ers that I think is real around the NBA, and you see this with other guys and with other teams, is it's when analysts and even fans to an extent want a team to have success. When they want to trust the process, they will trust it to the point where they will maybe turn a team into being a better team than they actually are. And I think that's what people did with the Philadelphia 76 because they beat the Miami Heat in the first round in five games. I told you, I, I just, I don't see it with Philly just yet. At some point, yeah, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with, but I, I just think it's too early still for them right now. They're still trying to put it together. So, um, I never really saw that with Philly. I expected the Celtics to win. Cleveland, I told you, even before we knew it was official, but when it when it kind of, you know, early last week, when it looked like we were heading down a Celtics versus Cavaliers road to the Eastern, you know, in that Eastern Conference Finals, I told you, I, I would not bet against LeBron James. Now look, the Celtics win Game 1. They win it in dominant fashion. I mean, this Game 1 was over at the half. Final score, 108-83. Celtics defense was unbelievable. Uh, LeBron James, it had, you know, kind of felt like, yeah, early in the third quarter, they they had a little, you know, this, I, I just, you felt like Cleveland was never going to win this game. At the half, Cleveland was never going to win this game. They won. This game was over at the half. And uh, the Celtics now a one-point favorite at home in game two on Tuesday night, tomorrow night. Where they were a one point dog in game one at home. Now the Celtics are one point favorite. Look, it's a long series. What the Celtics are doing right now is incredible. Right? I mean, I don't know if you want to look at it this way, but they are seven wins away from an NBA championship without Kyrie. And and yeah, without Haywood. But more but, but I think for right now, we'll say without Kyrie. They're seven wins away. I think this series right now with Cleveland is going to be a dogfight. I don't think this is going to be a five-game series with the Celtics whoop them all series long. I think it's a long series. I think to 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 believe LeBron and Kevin Love are going to continue to go a combined 1-for-9, 1-for-10 from behind the three-point line the rest of the series, I think that is not being realistic. LeBron 0-for-5 from the three-point line. He's going to hit his threes at some point. LeBron's going to have a couple games where he takes over. You're going to get a game in which J.R. Smith is hitting his threes. Kevin Love is grabbing every rebound. I mean, the Cleveland Cavaliers are not done. Corv is going to be hitting shots. Cleveland's not done. For me to say, you know, we can acknowledge what the Celtics do right now is pretty incredible while also acknowledging that Cleveland's not done. And, and, and for people who think they are done, it's, these are going to be people who want them to be done. Right, They want LeBron to lose, and the drama that comes along with that, With then he's going to just storm out of Cleveland and run to L.A., run to the West Coast. They want that storyline. They want it right now, and they want to jump all over it. LeBron James is not done. If you still made me put my money on someone right now, i put it on LeBron, mainly because I just can't put it against him. I just think that's a dumb bet. And that's that's you can I think you can believe that while also acknowledging this what the Celtics are doing right now is pretty incredible. Uh, because that was, the result in game one to, to win to to win like that, come on, you can't you cannot tell me you actually believed it was gonna look like that. You can't. You can't tell me that. You can't tell me you thought it was gonna look like that. Maybe you could have told me, you know, game one, Celtics in their own building. We know what the NBA playoffs look like for a home team. Place is going to be rocking. Celtics pull out a tight one because they're playing ferocious defense. Right? I, all right, fine. But nobody could have told me Celtics are going to blow them out in game one. I. I just, there's no way. You could have thought that. 108 to 83. The Celtics right now are just doing something that Man, you know, if you had told me two months ago that they would lose Kyrie um, and they would be sitting, forget about who they played in the first two rounds, that they'd be in the Eastern Conference Finals and at any point in any game against LeBron without Kyrie, that they'd be a favorite, uh, that they would beat the Cavaliers like that in game one, I would have told you, you're nuts. But here they are doing it. Here they are doing it. It is a long series, though. It's a long series. Some people might expect me to see that blowout and come to you today and say, wow, Celtics are going to the finals. Um, I hope they do. I'm rooting for them to go to the finals. There's there's not one part of me that... There's not one little piece of me that is rooting for LeBron James and the Cavaliers in the series. I mean, I'm a Celtics fan. Why would I do that? But... I'm trying to I'm trying to keep it together in a realistic fashion, and analyzing a seven game series that has LeBron James in it, that has LeBron James, who still, even though he had a tough game one, is still pro- playing some pretty damn good basketball at this stage of his career. When you do look at what they did to Toronto, and some of the shots that he hit late in that Indiana Pacers series, so LeBron's not done is what I'm telling you. He's not done, regardless of. The outcome in Game 1. It's a long series. And if you made me put money on someone right now, ah, I'd have a tough time betting against LeBron. In fact, I wouldn't be able to do it. I'd have to put my money on LeBron to still come on top. But this could be a seven-game series. There's no question. Um, and, and you know, I, I, if it goes seven, that game seven will be at the TD Garden. And people will say, well, it's at home. And we all know the NBA playoffs, the home team, fine. Uh, the place is going to be rocking. Well, I've been in the building when LeBron put up 40 on the Celtics when their backs were against the wall at the TD Garden. And uh, it was not pretty, and it was it was a sign to me that LeBron James is not scared of playing at the TD Garden. So uh, we'll see how it plays out, but if I, I'd still... Uh, and, and it, look, it's tough to say this obviously because I'm a Celtics fan because my heart tells you Celtics are going to the NBA Finals and they're going to be such an exciting team at that point that they're going to give Golden State or Houston, and I think it's going to be Golden State, they're going to give Golden State a run for their money. That's what my heart tells me. My head? um, My head tells me LeBron's not out of this thing yet. And as long as LeBron is not out of this thing yet, I still think Cleveland has pieces that are going to be overlooked now for the next 24 hours. Kevin Love is one of them. Korv is another. Hood is another. Even Smith, to an extent, is another. Tristan Thompson might be another at some point. Uh, They'll be overlooked for the next 24 hours. Celtics will will get the pump-up treatment. On ESPN. I'm not saying they don't deserve that. But I guess. I don't know that the Cavaliers. I don't know that LeBron James deserves to be counted out. As I keep telling you. The theme for these NBA playoffs has been. And for me to stay consistent to you right now. That's what I'm going to do when I use my head. To analyze this game. Is that the theme of these NBA playoffs. Much like they've seemingly been. For the last 10 years. Don't count out LeBron James. And so. I can't do that after a game one, even though the Celtics didn't just win. They won it in dominant fashion, and now the Celtics are a favorite in game two. Do not count out LeBron James and the Cavaliers. That The theme continues for me. It continues for me. So it's a long series, a great Celtics win. I Look, I hope that I'm wrong there. I hope we can not count out LeBron. I just, when I use my head to analyze this, I wouldn't do that just yet. Because last time I checked, he's still the best player in the world and still, like that, can take over a game and can turn around a series. And it's a long series. It's a seven-game series. And uh, I I just think they'll find a way to get back in it. And they could do that as early as Game 2. Cleveland, a dog in Game 2. LeBron at the Garden. You know, I'm a, the, the basketball fan in me, using my head and not my heart, the basketball fan tells me that LeBron James is going to have a big one Tuesday night. That's what it tells me. You know, we're talking 35 to 40 points. Not, uh, you know, not just covering, but obviously winning the game. And evening up the series at one, one game apiece. That's what I put my money on. Using my heart. The Celtics fan of me says, Danny, shut the fuck up and just enjoy it. And and root for the Celtics, and I'll, that's what I'll be doing when it's game time, when it's tip off. That's what I'll be doing. But me talking to you right now, you know, I'm I want to stay consistent. I want to give you the analysis. I want to give you my honest opinion, my honest opinion as a basketball fan to analyze this sport, this game, these playoffs. The theme has been do not count out LeBron James, and I can't go away from that theme right now because I don't think we should count the guy out. Not yet. Not yet. But it certainly is good to see, as a Celtics fan, what the Celtics did in Game 1 on Sunday afternoon. Uh, It's incredible to see what the Celtics are doing. And it's just starting to hit me. You know? It's just like, that's the moment where it's like, holy shit. Like, they are doing something that's pretty damn special right now. And, And, you know, I just keep thinking, what if they did have Kyrie? Right? What if they did have Kyrie? What would this thing look like now? What would I be saying now? Would I be counting out LeBron if the Celtics had Kyrie? Maybe not counting out LeBron, but might feel a little bit better about uh, the Celtics' chances to actually win the series and might even put my money on the Celtics to win if they had Kyrie. But uh, they'll play again Tuesday night. I'll react to that game on Thursday's podcast. And we got a game tonight on this Monday, May 14th. It's game one of the Western Conference Finals between Golden State and Houston. It's in Houston. And because it's in Houston, the Rockets are a one-point favorite. Again, I have Golden State winning that series and going back to the NBA Finals. But we'll see what happens, and I'll react to that series accordingly. The Stanley Cup playoffs continue, though it's tough to watch the Stanley Cup playoffs because the Bruins were just eliminated. Uh, you know, I, it's the Bruins, had such a good season that the way the second round ended just still leaves us all here in Boston with a sour taste in our mouths. And it's tough to watch. It's tough to watch Tampa Bay, Washington, but from what I've seen and, and from what, you know, the hockey fan in me wants to see Ovechkin hoist the cup. So I'm rooting for Washington. Uh, in the Western Conference, you got Winnipeg leading Vegas one nothing. A lot of people rooting for the Vegas Golden Knights. I am not one of those people. I'm not. Now, Winnipeg, it's kind of a weird situation because Winnipeg has home ice advantage. Where they are the two seed in their division, Vegas was the one seed in their division. But because of the points in the regular season, Winnipeg had more points than, than Vegas. So if Winnipeg was in Vegas's division, Winnipeg would have been the one seed in that division. Winnipeg gets the home ice. They lead Vegas 1-0 in that series. Uh, You know, is is the glass slipper, you know, is it falling off here for for the Golden Knights? I mean, and look, you might be able to say the same thing about Winnipeg. Really. But it's just Vegas, because they're a... They're this Cinderella story where it's their first season in the league. You know, you got a lot of guys that, and I mean, look, their tagline is we have a roster full of players that nobody else in the league wanted, right? Because it was the expansion draft and, and teams that are put out a list. And every guy in that room is like, well, my team didn't want me. And here I am. I mean, Vegas wanted me. And that's all that matters to me. So, I'm going to go out and win a cup for him. Like, like that's their rallying cry. And because of that rallying cry, you know, it's kind of a blue-collar, nobody-wants-me-prove-people-wrong-the-world-is-against-me mentality. You know, people who are hockey fans that maybe right now don't have a horse in the race, whose team has either been eliminated or team didn't make the playoffs, you know, they are going to see that rallying cry, and, and they can support that, and they can root for that. I kind of look at it, I'm like... You know, I'm usually all about the world is against me mentality, the prove people wrong mentality. I'm usually all all about that. It's just there's so many people on the Vegas Golden Knights bandwagon right now that I'm just like, nah, eh, give me Winnipeg. <laughs> give me the Jets in the Stanley Cup Finals. I think that's what you could see too. Maybe Jets, Caps, and, and that's where I'll be rooting for Ovechkin. I mean, overall, I want Ovechkin to win the Stanley Cup. I do. And I've told you many times, like one of these years, he's going to have a run. And, and when I filled out my Stanley cup playoff bracket this year, before the playoffs began, I had the capitals in the Stanley cup finals. I had them losing, I think to Nashville, but Nashville was eliminated by Winnipeg there in seven games in the second round. So, uh, you want me to reseed or repick? I think, uh, capitals, I think the capitals take it. I think Ovechkin, this is his year. I think this is this is the year that he makes the run, and this is the year Ovech can hoist the cup. I don't think anything out there is going to stop him. So, and that's what I'll be rooting for, too. But uh, that's what we got in the Stanley Cup playoffs, and I told you I was going to close out the show with my thoughts on David Price. And the David Price drama, there's more drama for David Price in this town because, look, some guys just can't escape it, right? Some guys cannot escape drama, especially in this town. And David Price is one of those guys. He's one of those guys. He can't escape the drama. It's just, I have a tough time feeling sympathy for the guy. I do. A lot of the stuff takes on a life of its own and becomes something that it's really not. You know, because guys need four hours in a sports talk radio show to talk about something. Um, you know, you got all these new TV shows. You know, people want clicks on their blogs. They want people to download their shows. They want, you know, people to give them the views online. It's all about ratings. It's all about about views and and downloads. That's the world we live in. The more ratings, the higher ratings, the more views, the more downloads, the more money you're going to make. Really, it's all about money. If you want me to talk about money, you know, I think that the driving force... Behind a lot of the David Price hate, whether it's on the radio, on TV, uh, on the internet, the driving force there is that, (laughs) you know, you mentioned money. David Price makes a whole lot of it. $31 million a year. It's a lot of money to throw a baseball. You know, you're averaging probably, what, 32 starts if you are going to play a full season as a starting pitcher in this league, around 32 starts. You're making about $1 million every time you step on that mound. Every time you step on that mound, cha-ching, $1 million. You know what I would do for $1 million? How much time you got? <laughs> $1 million. Every time he puts his foot on that rubber, the guy is making $1 fucking dollars. Kind of makes you sick to your stomach, right? Well, you can't really think of it that way because... It's just, it's the sport. It's the business. You got to pay the big bucks to get the big names. And if you have a big market club like the Red Sox, I'm not going to sit here and say, no, 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 don't spend the money. I'm the opposite. I'm telling the Red Sox to go spend the money and, and spend it so that, you know, you get the big names in this town. Because you get the big names, more often than not, you're going to have a big season. So go spend the money. But I think when you look, when you're a pro athlete in this town and you were making that much money and you are making a million dollars a start, you know, it, it, it it escalates the criticism and it puts you under a microscope. Every little thing that you say, every little thing that you do is a whole lot more important to people in this town than somebody who's making, you know, $2 million, a season, yeah, right. It, like somebody who who's making two million dollars a season, not one million dollars a start, isn't going to get the publicity that that the guy who who's making one million a start is going to get. So David Price makes all this money, and he makes it in this town. So whenever there's something that goes wrong with him health wise, you know the antennas go up. It's like, well, what's going on? What's happening? What's the deal? And, uh, you know, I, I, I have a tough time feeling sympathy for this guy because when you do make $1 million a start and you miss a start against the New York Yankees, you get scratched from a start, and the issues aren't really that serious. You know, in one sense, it's good that it's not serious because... I think we all want David Price to pitch. But in the other sense, it's like, well, yeah, we all want David Price to pitch. So if it's something that's not serious, and you are somebody that makes $1 million a start, why can't you go out and make that start if it's not serious? Like, what is the compete level here? What is the toughness level? And, and again, I have a tough time, question and toughness for professional athletes, because at the end of the day, it's not my body, and I don't know exactly how that numbness in David Price's hand feels. But that's that was the story. David Price was scratched from his start last Wednesday night in the Bronx against the Yankees with that numbness in his throwing hand. I guess they said he had a bullpen, you know, a week and a half ago, you know, the weekend leading into that series against the Yankees, and he felt that numbness, the same numbness that he felt in the month of April that forced him out of a out of a start against the Yankees in the first inning. Remember that game at Fenway? So... You're talking about now two missed games, basically, against the Yankees with the same hand issue. I know, like I said, it's tough to question toughness, but at the same time, when you come back to us and you're like, hey, everything's all right, you know, he's going to start again in just a couple days in Toronto. And then David Price starts talking about allergies and and blaming his previous poor start against Texas on allergies. It's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What are we doing? What are we doing here? What's What are the real issues? You know, what are the real issues? They say the real issues is copple is tunnel. David Price diagnosed with copple tunnel. And people in this town have taken that and they've run with it and they've blamed the copple tunnel on video games. They've blamed it on Fortnite. David Price has knocked that down. He said, That's crazy. I've been playing video games my whole life. Um, you know, why is. Why am I just getting hit with Copple Tunnel now? I will tell you my look as somebody who plays video games, I don't pitch in Major League Baseball, but as somebody who plays video games, I, I don't really know that Copple Tunnel is something that you know is is you know, Copple Tunnel for David Price is not coming from the video games. I don't think. I don't think. Now people say, well, it's not helping. But I think these are people that are like, oh, these guys, they shouldn't be playing video games anyways. Video games in the clubhouse, it's not new. Um, You know, it's not just the Red Sox. It's not just David Price. So I have a tough time going all in on the... It's got to be the video games. They better stop playing video games. And I'm not just telling you that because I am a video game player myself. I'm telling you that because I see it happening, not just with David Price, not just on the Red Sox, but around Major League Baseball and not just in Major League Baseball, but in other sports, other teams in other sports. I mean, every sport. These guys are growing up playing video games. It, so for me to sit here and blame the Coppell Tunnel or whatever the diagnosis is officially on David Price's, the numbness and it's throwing in, to blame that on video games, I think is just, it's lazy, it's needing something to talk about, it's wanting video games. People want the video games to be the reason for the Coppell Tunnel. And uh, I don't think that's the case. Am I going to tell you that David Price needs to stop playing video games today? No. I don't, you know why? Because I don't think he's going to stop playing video games, but I don't really think he needs to. But it would be nice if maybe David Price could make that start against the Yankees last Wednesday night. You know, that's why, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I have mixed emotions about it. I don't think the video games are a reason for the copple tunnel. Then he comes out and he's talking about allergies, and it's like, oh, don't he, why are you mentioning allergies? Why, why are they even coming up right now? Why? Stop allergies. You make a million dollars a start. There's, there's nothing that you can buy in, in a CVS to help your allergies and help you. You know, like really? Come on. We don't want, I don't want to hear about allergies. So that's one thing. The other thing is, you did miss a start against the Yankees. You have basically now missed two starts against the Yankees this year. For what? You're telling us your elbow is in pristine condition. That's what he said. That's what they've told us. You made a start a couple days after you were scratched from the start against the Yankees and you went, let's see here, what do you go, five and a third, struck out six, allowed two runs, picked up the win in Toronto. So, like, I have mixed emotions. One, I kind of feel bad that, that you know, people are taking the video games and they're using that to to slam David Price. And, uh, you know, creating a story here that I think has taken on a life of its own that I really don't think is the issue. I don't think video games really are an issue at all. But because they were, they were kind of linked to the chicken and beer thing, you know, with that team, which, again, was so stupid. But the video games were part of that a little bit as well. Uh, I, think the, I think the organization would like to avoid the video game drama right now. But I don't think it's really an issue. I think they'll tell you that to a man behind the scenes. It's like, Jesus, they're making video games an issue here. But if I'm the Red Sox, I'm like, all right, let's forget about the video games for a minute. Can you not push yourself? Can you not push it right now to make starts against the the rival Yankees? Like, what what is going on? You know, so the sympathy thing, I have a tough time having sympathy for the guy because at the end of the day, he did miss a start against the Yankees. And then made it another start a couple days later. So what was the issue? Like, what is the issue here? Is it a toughness issue? A compete level issue? Is it a video game issue? Is it an allergy issue? And it's like, you put it all together, and there is an aspect of this that's eye rolling. Like, you roll your eyes. Again, this guy is tough to root for. All of this stuff that we're talking about now is a reason why. He's tough to root for. You know, David Price, if, if if there's a real serious issue there and he misses some time, then I'd be the first person to tell you, hey, there's a serious issue. There's nothing you can do. Like, you know, it's serious. Um, I'm not going to question the guy's toughness. If it's serious, you don't question that. It's just, it's unfortunate. And I feel sympathy. But it, It doesn't really feel like there's anything serious going on. So if there's nothing serious going on and you're still missing starts when you get paid $1 million a start, I cannot have sympathy for you. And on top of it, it's David Price, a guy who really has just been... uh, You know, drama has surrounded this guy since the the day he came here. And uh, really, even before he came here. I mean, drama has always surrounded David Price when it comes to the Red Sox. I mean, when he's pitching for the Rays, when he threw at David Ortiz, and then he's talking shit about Big Papi after. You know, I mean, it's always been drama-related with this guy with this town, in this town. and And so I don't really have sympathy for David Price because if you want to separate yourself from that drama, then you'll go out and pitch. I mean, that's what it comes to. That's really all we want from you in this town. You'll go out and pitch. That, And if you can go, you'll go. If you can't, and we find out it's not a real, real serious issue as to why you missed the start against the Yankees and why now we're talking about two starts against the Yankees, then, you know, we, there are things that we're going to question with you, especially when you're making this type of money. Right? So, I don't really have sympathy for the guy. Because, you know, we're not looking at anything serious with this guy's arm. Copple Tunnel? I mean, part of me doesn't even know if I believe that. Honestly. Part of me doesn't even know if I believe the Copple Tunnel thing. I had a theory over the weekend that I was going back and forth in my head with where I'm like, you know, David Price, when he's talking about when he's responding to the Copple Tunnel stuff and the video game story, like, they came, he missed the start against the Yankees. They told us about it Tuesday, the day before he was supposed to make the start. Said they sent him back to Boston when they were in New York. They came out and said, oh, he's been diagnosed with carpal Tunnel. People in this town took the video game thing and the Fortnite thing and they combined the two. And they said, well, is the carpal Tunnel because he plays so much video games and he talks about how it's taken over the clubhouse. I mean, in reality, no, it's not. But because people combine that, The Red Sox were like, oh, no, here we go. Now what are we going to do? David Price is like, oh, no, here we go. And David Price cares what people think about him. And he's like, what are we going to do? So David Price, you know, he meets with the media, and he's like, eh, it's not the video games. I will tell you this, though. You know, I had some allergies in the last stop against Texas. That's why I let up seven runs in three and two-thirds innings on May 3rd. And, uh, (laughs) you know, he says that, and then it's like, You know, now everybody's combining the allergies and the the video games, and it's like, what is going on? And my theory was that there was no copal tunnel. David Price missed the start against the Yankees because he was a little under the weather. And, you know, knowing that he cares what people think about him, he didn't want that getting out. That he was sick. That he was ill. That he missed the start against the Yankees because he was not feeling good, right? So they came up with this whole, they went back to the hand numbness thing, and they came up with the whole copple tunnel. And then when that turned into video game talk, <laughs> uh, they're going to take the video games away from them. It turned into allergy-related stuff. Because price throwing out the allergy thing makes no sense to me. Like, I'm trying to find out with I'm trying to find out where the allergy thing fits like like why would you ever say that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like why would you ever even throw that out? Do you think we're gonna look at you all and go, Oh He's got he's sniffling a little bit. He's he's sneezing a little bit. Well, it's the pollen. We gotta give him a free pass. Like, at what point would you think it's a good idea to tell us about allergies? I It's because you don't want us talking about video games. My theory was that you originally never thought video games was going to come into this. And you were under the weather and you missed the start against the Yankees and you blamed it on the numbness in the hand again. And, uh, and then it turned into a whole... And then it took on a life of its own from people who exaggerated the facts and then, you know, it turned out that we didn't know the facts at all. That was my theory. Over the weekend, originally. But really, I don't know. What I do know is which is why I don't feel sympathy for the guys. He missed the start against the Yankees. And, and we have to still question why. Coppel tunnel? Allergies? Video games? Like, what's wrong? Oh, your elbow, your arm is in pristine condition, but yet you missed the start against the Yankees. I can't have sympathy for the guy because at the end of the day, he makes $1 million a start, and he missed the start, and I'm still sitting here today, almost a week later, wondering why he missed the start. So, you can't have sympathy for him. I don't have sympathy for him. He's a tough tough guy to root for because of something like this. He doesn't make it any easier on himself. You know, we do want that bulldog mentality style pitcher. That's what we want especially if you're making that much money, you know? And uh, when you don't get it and we don't see it in this town and we, we have to wonder why, like at least last year when he was missing time, it was like, hey, he's got an elbow issue. Hey, this could be serious. Hey, you need him for the playoffs. Yeah, take some time off. Right now, it's like, you're telling us your arm is in pristine condition. When you left that start last month, we're finding out you didn't even have an MRI on the elbow. Like, so why am I supposed to feel sympathy for you right now when we, we don't even really know the issue? Again, I just, part of me doesn't even believe the copple tunnel thing and, and kind of thinks that maybe it was just allergy related <laughs> from the get-go and they just didn't want to tell us that because then they knew what the response would have been. But then when they come up with the hand numbness copple tunnel thing again, which really isn't that big of a deal at the end of the day, People turn that into video game talk and then they're like, oh, no, we didn't think it was going to go there. Let's get back to the real problem, which was allergies, which was really not feeling too well, a little under the weather. And that's something they did not want to come out with off the bat because they knew we would have crushed him for that. But really, because I have that theory and they tell us his elbows in pristine condition, I don't really know what to think. And that's why when you miss a start against the Yankees and I don't know what to think or what is the issue, and you make a start a couple days later and and look decent, you know, I I have no sympathy for you under those circumstances. Sorry, I don't. Um, And so the David Price drama continues. And some guys just can't escape it. And I don't think David Price will ever escape it. and, And so he's got the opt-out after this year <laughs> you know if this let's let's be honest this guy has made what 31 million a year you got three years here, he's made 90 when this season is over he's gonna be he could leave Boston with a hundred mil that I mean right David press could leave the Red Sox could leave town saying I took hundred million dollars off the Red Sox and I could sign a contract with somebody else right now, you know, for the next couple of years. And um, I could get people off my back. I could miss games with illnesses and allergy-related issues. And uh, I wouldn't have to hear about it the next day. And, and I'd rather go play there. I mean, if he wanted to think—if he wanted that, he could do that. And so that all plays into it as well. But uh, it's pretty clear that the drama— is never going to escape this guy in this town. Is some of it over the top? Of course it is. I don't think the video games... are I don't think that's related to anything he's got going on physically right now. But, you know... Whatever the issue is... If he can't battle through and make a start against the Yankees... As much as part of me is glad... It's not a serious issue. The other part of me is like, well, if it's not a serious issue, you should be making that start against the Yankees. If you're making $31 million a season, $1 million a start, right? So that's why I don't have sympathy for the guy. But we'll move on and close it out. Make sure that you subscribe to my YouTube channel. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel. YouTube.com slash Danny Picard. Uh, episode four is in the works right now of my new YouTube series called 363 off the air. Uh, so episode four in the works, I'll let you know when we're going to release that. But if you're paying attention to the storyline, speaking of video games, there is an, and may, you know, this is maybe perfect timing on my end that was unintentional. There's a new show. On top of my newest YouTube series, 363 Off The Air, there's an even newest show that I'm about to launch on my YouTube channel. So pay attention to that. And if you follow following the storyline of this, this series I'm, I'm going through now, 363 Off The Air, uh, the storyline is kind of leading into this new show. I'm sure you got plenty of hints. Video games is maybe the biggest hint. But pay attention to it all. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Again, youtube.com slash Picard and uh, you will be entertained. So you got that. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, all forms of social media. Get this show whenever you want at DannyPicard.com. Also on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Podcast One, literally anywhere podcasts are available. I'll be back on Thursday to break down the rest of the Celtics-Cavaliers series. Anything else that happens with the Red Sox or the Stanley Cup playoffs, Uh, NFL, anything in the world of sports, or even professional wrestling, I will react to it on this show. Thanks for joining me. Enjoy the rest of your week. I will talk to you again on Thursday.